I'm Charlie Harger. The 737 MAX is slowly returning to service around the world, and now there's a new report on the FAA's failures to provide oversight into the plane's initial certification process. The report says that FAA oversight of airplane safety needs to be stronger, more so than we've seen until now. Joining me on the Como Newsline is Jack Hirsch. He's the author of The Dangers of Automation in Airliners. And Jack, let's start with what do you make of what the Inspector General has found? I I would say that it certainly rings true. I would think that the FAA could have done a much better job of of oversight in Boeing as they produced the 737 MAX. But on the other hand, I think that the FAA has to recognize, and, and, and everybody else has to recognize, that they also need Boeing to be as forthright as they possibly can. And I think it's clear from what I've read and what I think people have seen is that they haven't necessarily been quite as as forward as they could have been about the uses of MCAS and the necessity of MCAS um, and the role that it played in the MAX. And specifically, what does this tell us about the MCAS, that new flight stabilization software, and how it was approved? The FAA really never got a hard look at why it was so important. Boeing said that it was not a significant change between the older models of the 737. And because Boeing said that, the FAA did the work it needed to do to make itself feel comfortable, given the fact that it believed it wasn't significant. But it was significant. And I think uh, certainly the evidence of the two crashes tells you that. And it also tells you that the FAA probably, no matter how much work they had done, would not have been able to uncover the, the flaws in the system that led to the crashes. You have deeply researched automation and the software that goes into planes. Now that we're approaching the two-year anniversary of the Ethiopian Airlines crash, Jack, what are your top concerns? Well, I think the biggest flaw in automation generally, or one of the biggest flaws, is that they rely on sensors. So sensors tell the automation what's going on around the airplane, just like they would tell you what's going on around an automobile that has automation. Um, If the sensors are flawed, if the sensors fail, if they clog, or in the case of the Ethiopian plane, they believe it might have been hit by a bird. If those sorts of things happen, in in the Indonesian aircraft, it was installed, a a sensor was installed incorrectly. When you have sensors that aren't 100% perfect, and they can't be 100% perfect all the time, you've got risk. Um, And I think that no matter what work the FAA had done, even if they'd known that it was a significant change, there's a, pers- there's a point where they have to make a leap of faith, and that leap of faith is based in part on what Boeing told them the importance of MCAS would be, and I think that in that case, like in any case of automation, if you don't have enough data to know what leap of faith you're making, you can make a mistake, and in this case, the FAA made a mistake in improving MCAS the way it was. So that would lead to a obvious question. We had that incident over the Colorado skies this weekend where the 777 part of the engine blew up, and inside that plane we had pilots. These pilots had 60 years of combined experience. How important, Jack, is it to have two pilots in the cockpit who know what they're doing? Well, certainly extremely important. But but the experience of the pilots in the cockpit in the United flight coming out of Denver doesn't necessarily relate to what happened to the MCAS crashes. Pilots around the world are trained to handle engine issues. 
Um, it's, it's the first thing you learn when you're learning how to fly an airplane, and it's something you practice continuously. Um, and it also doesn't involve a lot of automation. And in fact, when there is automation, it's usually to help the pilots work through the issues. So, and, and in this case, Boeing was, you know, a model citizen. They did all the right things. It was not their fault. Uh, it was a Pratt & Whitney engine that, that blew up. Um, and it really highlights that when you've got a good crew, didn't have to be a great crew, but a good crew that is handling an emergency that they've been trained to handle since the beginning of their careers, they can get people on the ground safely. But MCAS is something that no one was trained properly to do. And in fact, Boeing had told people that if MCAS was a problem, they would recognize it to be something else. And that something else, which was, uh, let's call it, was a, a runaway system, um, is a very rare incident in modern aircraft. So rare, I believe it was one incident in 750,000 flights um, uh, in American Airlines. And so the reality of what happened with MCAS and Boeing is very, very different than what happened with the engine failure in Boeing last week. And while we have you on the line, Jack, anything else you want to bring up about the MAX certification and the FAA's involvement in it? Yeah, one thing that I kind of noted to myself um, when I was reading the article that you sent me is that um, I think, no matter, and I think I said this before, but let me try it again. No matter how much effort the FAA made to investigate the properties of the new 737 MAX when it first came out, if Boeing didn't put its best and fullest foot forward every single day with the FAA, there's no way that, that 150 inspectors could have found all the flaws in the, M, in the MCAS system. Um, and part of the issue would have been you've got to make this leap of faith, as I said earlier, about sensors working. Um, there were only two sensors, and a lot of aircraft used three, so you, you would have a, an added level of redundancy. This didn't have it, so there's a leap of faith that we're going to be okay with that. And on top of that, there's the, the actual necessity of MCAS that Boeing didn't make crystal clear. And even if it had, I'm not sure that the FAA could have really gone through the analysis to understand all the scenarios where it might have gone bad. So I, I think the onus is as much on Boeing as it ever would be on the FAA. Very helpful. Thanks for the insight. That's Jack Hirsch. He's the author of The Dangers of Automation in Airliners, Accidents Waiting to Happen, available on Amazon now. Jack, thanks for your time today. Uh, thanks for having me. And I will say, after I recorded that interview with Jack, Boeing did come out with a statement. It says the following. We appreciate the Inspector General's review of the 737 MAX design and certification, as well as the recommendations to strengthen and improve the regulatory process. Boeing cooperated fully and extensively with the Inspector General's review. It goes on to say, Boeing is dedicated to the values of safety, quality, and integrity in all we do. We have undertaken significant changes to reinforce our safety practices, and we have already made progress on several of the recommendations outlined in the final report, including implementation of an enterprise safety management system. It concludes by saying, as part of our ongoing efforts, we have made meaningful improvements across our company, including organizational changes, enhanced compliance policies and training initiatives, and the creation of new mechanisms to further ensure transparent safety and quality reporting. These actions are already driving measurable results, and we are committed to making continued improvement every day. That is a statement from Boeing, and thank you for listening.